This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. Interested in becoming a member, giving, or submitting a prayer request? Text Give Prayer or Member to 845-254-2445, fill out the prompts, and a member of our team will contact you. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, health to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. We've our communion, and uh, so we, we're going to do a, an abbreviated message. Smile for us. Real big. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. We're going to have an abbreviated uh, message. Uh, brief? Is that a promise? I'm divining. <laughs> okay. But uh, uh, we want we want to move along. So, praise the Lord. So, I want you to, let's uh, do make our confession of faith, please. What you repeat after me. God in heaven. Oh. And Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I believe. I receive. Wisdom. Understanding. Favor. Of God and men. Health. To all my flesh and bone. And revelation knowledge. As I partake of the word. And I believe. That my faith. Is growing. Exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, turn in your Bibles, please, to Romans chapter 12. Glory. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. That has been our foundation scripture in uh, Pennsylvania uh, regarding the renewing of the mind. Amen. So I'm, I'm going to treat you as... Uh, as accomplished, uh, accomplished in the word where this is concerned, and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hurry through some things that I I took time to develop out there, because uh, I believe that you that you are uh, a little further progressed than they are in certain areas. All right, so in. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. We want to be in the perfect will of God. We want to be in the center of his will for our lives, our ministries, and all that we do. That's where we want to be. Oh, but we have obstacles to that. 
And that's what we want to look at today. Now, Isaiah 55, we know that scripture. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, it talks the fact about the fact that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. But yet and still, we try to mix our thoughts and our ways with his ways and his thoughts, and that's how we get a mess. Amen. We try to think for God. Amen. We try to do things based on what we believe. Amen. That's what we do. We try to do things based on what we believe about the situation. And most of the time, we're programmed to believe that way. That's why I made the statement I, that I made about education. I know everybody not excited about that. Some people even upset about it. How dare you say that about education? Amen. Education is our God. Amen. Hallelujah. But see, God says, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your ways. And he also said, be not conformed to this world. Hallelujah. So to do that with the education system is to be conformed to this world. Woo, my goodness. Wait a minute. God has created a people that are supposed to be above the world. The world is supposed to look to us instead of us looking to the world. Oh, what are they doing? Let's do that. Hmm. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. Next scripture I want to look at is in 2 Corinthians 13. 1. I'm not going to turn there because it's, uh, I want to, in the interest of time, I'm just going to quote it. It says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. That's not Aunt Millie and Uncle Bobo. Amen. But Christians run to Aunt Millie and Uncle Bobo to get their opinion. And they call it the mouth of, well, I've got three, two or three witnesses. Aunt Millie and Uncle Bobo. And me. No, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the word. I don't know if two or three witnesses from the word. When you get the word on the situation, that's when you move. That's when you make your decision. Not by Uncle Millie and Uncle Bobo. Amen. Okay, then I want you to turn to this one. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 18, please. Very familiar scripture. We know it well. But we are conformed to this world. We know the scripture. But do we do it? Oh, my. In Matthew chapter 18, we're going to begin with the 15th verse. It's going to get down to out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, but we got to start in the 15th verse because the 15th verse is germane to what we're talking about. Hallelujah. I'm amazed at people. I watch people. I study people. I watch what people do and say and whatnot, and I know half of it's lies, and the other half is guesswork. Amen. People show you what they want you to see. Amen. But the truth always outlives a lie. So their lie will be exposed. Just, leave, just let them hang around long enough. All right. Now watch this. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. No, we get a committee together. You messed with me, or you did me wrong, so I'm going to call sister so-and-so, 
sister so-and-so, sister so-and-so, and brother so-and-so. And then when I get them all on my side, then we're going to come talk to you. After we tell Paso. We're going to let Paso know what you done did. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. How can we all do that? Is that English? Or, I mean, that's not Elizabethan English. That's not the Greek. That's not the Hebrew. That's plain old English. Just go to them by yourself. So I, you know, I appreciate what you did. I thought that was wrong. Simple as that. No, we want to spread the gossip, you know. Get everybody involved, you know. You know what she said? You know what he did? Yeah, I saw it. I ain't gossiping now. I'm just telling you. Tell the truth, somebody. Somebody got to tell the truth. No, no, no. That's not what it says. Go to him or to her. 14 telephone calls later, you finally get to him. Now, there's so much mess out there that there's no way that you're going to patch up this because it done, it done been spread out so far and there's so many different stories and so many different interpretations of what happened and what was said and who did what to whom. Next thing you know, here she go. She's switching out the door. I'm out of here. Ain't no love up in here. You did it yourself with your mouth. Let me move on. <clears throat> Verse 16. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If you speak to them and they still don't want to respond, then, then and only then do you get two or three witnesses to come with you. Amen? All right. Moving right along. Now, I said that to say this. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. It must be established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Earl, back in, the, in, in uh, 1986, the Lord released me from, from, uh, from the, the little storefront church here in Harlem that I was going to. He released me from that church, and uh, so I went home. I'm home, and uh, I'm asking the Lord, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go to church? Where should I go to church? I don't know where to go. You haven't told me anything, so I'm praying about it. Here comes Sunday. I get up and I go to a church. But he didn't speak to you yet. But he did speak to me. He said in Hebrews, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the matter of some is. He may not have given me specific instruction of where to go to, but he told me I need to go. So until he speaks to me, I know I'm supposed to go somewhere. Because his ways are not my ways, and his thoughts are not my thoughts. So my thought would be, most people, Christians, they're going to stay home. Well, I'll stay home till the Lord tell me where to go. He pulled me out of there. He put me nowhere else, and I'll just stay home. Wrong. This written word is staring you in the face as to what to do. 
So I got up and went to church. I went to I went to a church. I visited a church that Sunday, and I said, okay, Lord, is this the place? I sat there. I listened to the word. I listened to the music. I didn't get no goosey bumps. I didn't get goosey bumped the first. So I said, oh, maybe this is not the place. So I went back home, and I prayed again. I said, Lord, was that the place? Because a goosey bump don't mean that's the place. The goosey bump is the flesh. Amen. As a matter of fact, something could have crawled on you. You go to scratch it, see? It doesn't have, God does not operate that way. You have to know what God said, and when you don't know what he said, go by what he wrote. If he didn't speak to you specifically, like I said to them this morning, I said, I have a, I have a rule that I follow. It's this. If the Lord tells me doesn't tell me what to do, and I have a, I'm at a, a situation or a stalemate, if he does not tell me specifically what to do, as long as what I'm planning to do is not opposed to the word, I go forward and I say, Lord, I'm going to do this, and I believe that you're saying it's okay, and unless you stop me, and it turns out to be wrong, it's your fault. That's right. Because he, he speaks to you here. He'll tell you, no, yes, turn left, turn right. Don't do that. Amen. He'll tell you, don't do that. So I said, okay, Lord, that's the way I'm going to function. As long as it's not opposed to your word, I'm going to go. So I went, uh, next Sunday, I went to another church. I visited another church because I know that Hebrews, Hebrews is still there, that I'm supposed to go to church. I'm supposed to not forsake the assembly of myself to, uh, with, with others. So I went. Got no goosey bumps. I said, oh, maybe this ain't the place. Went back home. That night I prayed again. I said, Lord, what do you say? Is that the place? He didn't say a word. Nothing. Silence. Absolute silence. I said, okay, I'll try her again. I went to another place the next week. Finally, the Lord spoke. And the Lord said to me, watch this now, watch this now. Here's where we mess up. The Lord said to me, the church that you're going to be a member of is not built yet. That was before I started this church. He said, the church you're going to be a member of is not built yet. Here we go, Christians again. Oh, man, I can sit down. Wait till the church is built. I ain't got to go nowhere. I don't have to go to church now because God said, what? Didn't he say so? The church that you're going to be a member of is not built yet. So my thinking, just sit down. I don't have to go to church. I sit down and watch Dr. Price. Don't we love it when we just lay in the bed and watch Dr. Price while we cook bacon and, you know, make eggs and stuff. Got our PJs on. Amen. Yeah, yeah, tell the truth, somebody. We like that. We like going to church that way. Don't have to get up. Don't have to drive. Don't have to get dressed. Don't even have to take a shower. I can stink all day. Hey, Amen. <laughs> I don't have to do a thing. See? So he said, the church you're going to be a member of is not built yet. <laughs> okay? It's not built. Yeah, it's good when you're stinking, you know. Amen. Anyway, so you see, I could have taken that word. I could have taken that word that he said and not went anywhere. 
because the church you're going to be a member of is not built yet. And people do that. They mix their interpretation with what he said and bypass what he wrote. Amen. Now don't just look at me. Think about it. Think about self and what self has done over the years with things that God has said to you and has not said to you. Hallelujah. Okay, so moving right along. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I went to another church and uh, I got goosey bumps there. I said, oh, this is all right. This is, this is all right. And I, I, I got my goosey bumps there and I joined. I got my goosey bumps. I joined the church. But was that the church that God said you're going to be a member of? No. No. I knew I was in a waiting mode, but I don't wait by sitting on my butt and doing nothing. Faith without works is dead. Do something. Do something. Get up and do something while you wait. You're not waiting for God. God's waiting for you to be prepared. And that's a part of your preparation when you're doing something. So many folks just sit back and wait on God. They're not truly waiting on God. God's waiting on them. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Then the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to, uh, I want you to start right where you are. I said, oh, where I am? I'm in my house. I had a problem with that. I said, I had a problem with that. What do you mean start right where I am? I'm in my house. That just didn't fit my thinking. But his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. That just did not match my thinking. So I said, I thought I had him. I got him. I got God. Got him. Said, Start in your house. What? No. <laughs> I said, you have to give me chapter and verse for that. That's just what I said to him. I said it. Yes, you did. You was talking to God? Yes, sure was. Amen. You talk bold when you think you got him. <laughs> yeah, you can be real bold. But see, he knows that your heart is right. You're not doing it trying to be arrogant. You know, I said, <laughs> you got to give me chapter and verse for that. He didn't get mad at me. You know what he did? He gave me chapter and verse. <laughs> and what he did, he gave me chapter and verse quickly. Amen. So, so look at look at this now. Romans 16, we're going to do this quickly. We're going to do this quickly. Romans chapter 16. What do we say? The word says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Romans the 16th chapter and the fifth verse says, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Oh, no, it didn't say that. 
Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, yes, it did. He said, likewise. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Greet the church that is in their house. I said, okay. And turn to 1 Corinthians 16. Next book, 16th chapter again. And the 19th verse this time. It says there, the churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. I said, uh-oh, he done got me two times now. <laughs> he done got me twice now. Now, then he went on. He, he didn't quit. In Philippians, I mean in Colossians, the fourth chapter. Colossians, the fourth chapter. And the 15th verse, listen to this. Colossians 4, 15. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphus and the church which is in his house. Now this brother here, don't you sound like he was married. And he had a church in his house. I wasn't married at the time. Just in case I have any more smart ideas. God said, let me shut him down right now. And then finally, Philemon. You know Philemon? Wife gave me the page this morning. Philemon, it's only one chapter and the second verse. And to our beloved Aphia and Acrippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. Now, all I needed was a mouth of two or three witnesses. He don't give me four. Just slap you around with it. I'm saying this to say your thinking may not be in line with God's thinking. Don't allow yourself because of brainwashing because of what the world has told you don't allow yourself to act out of what you think or what you believe or the way you've always done it because you just might be wrong you might be sincere but as Dr. Price says you could be sincerely wrong and being sincerely wrong, even though you mean to be right, will cause you just as much problems as if you did it deliberately. Like I say about, about uh, gravity, it's a law. You can be sincere and not believe in gravity, but you step off this roof, and we're going to have some place to go next week. Amen. So, now, I want you to watch this. This is this is the real this is the real kicker here. 
Turn to Mark, please. Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, verse 6. Now Jesus is speaking here in the sixth verse. And he said, Well hath he sayest prophesied of you hypocrites. As it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is from, far from me. In other words, praise the Lord, hallelujah, but they go out the door and do what they think about it. They continue their ways instead of adopting his ways and his thoughts. Now look at this, look at verse 7. How be it in vain do they worship me? Ooh, in vain. All of the hallelujahs and praise the Lords, they're all in vain. Why? Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. In other words, taking commandments of men and making them doctrines as though it came from God. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. Let me give you an example. There was a lady who wanted to leave the church because we didn't have palms on Palm Sunday. What? Yes, this is true. She wanted to leave the church because they didn't have palms on Palm Sunday because where she grew up, every Palm Sunday, they gave you palms. Can you find that anywhere in the book? It's the traditions of men. It's what we do. But people take that and make it a law of God. And God don't have nothing to do with it. Teaching for doctrines, the traditions of men. It's a nice thing to do. But we don't have to do that. I don't have to give you palms on Palm Sunday. Where, where is that written? But some people, and see, she believed that. She had it in her belief system so strong that she's ready to storm out the door. Forget about God sent me here. I've got goosey bumps. I want to work in the ministry. I want to do this. I want to do that. How can I help? But the moment that it goes against a tradition that you have established as a truth, Mm. My, 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 my. Mama died and pastor didn't come to my house. Pastor's not obligated to come to your house because your mama died. Probably 400,000 other mothers died that same day. That is not an obligation. That is not from the book. That is your tradition. Some preacher may have done it, but that doesn't make it the law. That's because you may have grown up that way, but that doesn't make it what God said. 
and we're so caught up in this garbage. We come up with stuff all the time. You know, like, like the communion. Oh, they didn't have communion first Sunday. What? What? What difference is it? There's been plenty of times where, I mean, we just do everything else, and then we just don't do the communion. And I can see some folk. <gasps> I'm not going to do the communion? Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Now, I said that to say this. I woke you up, didn't I? Yes. Amen. <laughs> I said that to say this. In, the, in Africa and in Asia, the traditions, the customs, the people are accustomed to big crowds. That's normal. In those countries, if you, you see it on TV, but I've seen it in person. In those countries, when folk get on a bus or a train, it ain't no such thing as running out of seats. They hang on to the outside. They climb on the top. Amen. That's their culture. They're accustomed to that. So their culture, that's why you see in their culture churches that have two, three, five, eight, nine, ten thousand people. Because a crowd is normal. But in our culture, we don't like crowds. I ain't taking that train because it's packed. I'll wait for the next one. Amen. That's what we do. That's what we do. Now watch it now. Watch it now. Because I'm talking about, I'm talking about renewing your mind. So I'm renewing your mind now. Because your mind is set a certain way. And uh, until you get your mind renewed, you're going to continue to do things the same way. Certain people, they sabotage people when they try, when the church starts to grow. Why? Because they don't want a big church. I don't want all them people. I like it, you know, I like it intimate. But God said, it's harvest time. I want you to bring them in. I want you to bring them. You just get more seats. You folks, double up, stand up if you have to. But get them in. But we say, oh, I don't want to do that. I told, I told you the story. The case of, of myself, of when I was uh, uh, ministering in Africa at a, at a conference, and they had given me, a, given me a room in one of the pastor's houses, and I, heard, and I heard, overheard them talking uh, after about the second or third day of the conference that more evangelists were coming, and they didn't have no more room for them, and they, they, they were going to put two or three of them in there and sleep with me. I said, I don't think so. I don't think so. I came out the room when I heard this discussion. I said, no, brothers, this, <laughs> I'm American. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that. See, they have no problem with it. Them two, three guys would have gotten that same bed, full-size bed, not queen-size, not king-size, full-size bed. One step above a single bed, you know, know what I'm talking about? That's a, that's a person and a half bed when you're talking Americans, okay? Full-size person and a half, all right? And they, they, they had no problem with that. They were discussing it. They were planning it. But, oh, the kid heard it. The kid came out the room. Oh, we ain't doing that. No, brother man, don't do that. I said, that's okay. Listen, this is your house. This is your room. If you want to do that, fine. I'll sleep in the car. I'm serious. That's right. I'm serious. You be out there too, right? Why? Because our mindset. We're Americans. We're Americans. That's the way we think. We like space, room. 
Okay? But that's not their culture. So in their culture, it's normal to have thousands of people. They love it. They love it. Remember Pastor Pat when he came here from South Africa? He, he loved 125th Street. Because of people moving. He, 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 said, he says, no. He says, Pastor Gary, that's life. That's life. That's life. I said, what are you talking about? Look at the people. Ooh, look at the people, the people, the people. That's just the way he was talking. He said, that's life. See, with us, with, you know, like, like when he, he went to my house, it's like, there's nothing out here. <laughs> Where are the people? <laughs> okay, that's their culture. See, so now, now watch now. This book is an Eastern book. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Our culture, we try to, we try to put our culture in this book, but this is, people talk about, oh, that's, that's one of them cults, that's one of them Eastern religions. Where do you think the Bible come from? It came from the East. That's their culture. That's normal. So for them to have a church of 5,000, 10,000 people, that's normal. And they are following the will of God. We sabotage it because we don't believe like that. His ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Now watch. Where was I? I was in Mark 7. All right. <clears throat> Verse 7. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things you do. And he said unto them, full well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. Now that's an indictment. You, you catch that? That is an indictment. So to keep your own traditions, you'll just ignore the commandment of God. That's why we, we cannot afford to think our own thoughts and do our own way. Because we will do what we were programmed to do. And if we do what we were programmed to do, I guarantee you it's going to be against what God wants you to do. Okay, next scripture. Colossians 2. Colossians 2. I'm about to close. Colossians 2. Verse 8, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments or principles of the world, and not after Christ. The world has principles just like the body of Christ and, and the kingdom of God has principles. And if you follow the world's principles, they will be opposed to God's principles. And notice what he said. 
Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. Wow. This is why in America, now we, we, have, we have a lot of mega churches now, but in America, the average church is 150 people. That's normal. Why? Because that's what people believe. In Africa, the, the, the normal church is about a thousand people. Why? Because that's what the people believe. They don't mind a whole bunch of people coming into the tent. They don't mind that, but we mind. Now watch this. Now, now I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. But you, you look around, and I guarantee you, 80% of us, we got something sitting next to us so, so nobody else sits next to us. Well, you, you say it's not done on purpose? No. No. They wouldn't do that. No. I just needed somewhere to put my bag. No. 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 It, oh, see, I heard, okay, okay, Sister Cola said, Sister Cola said, see, men just don't have stuff. Women, women have stuff, and they got to have somewhere to put their stuff. Why don't they put their stuff on the floor? That's a seat. That's a seat for a butt. <laughs> it's not for a bag. Right, Brother Jerry? Oh, wait a minute, you with your wife. Again, I won't mess you up. Let me go over here. Let me find me a single man somewhere. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. See now, but see, what I want to say to you is this: we got to be so careful because what will happen is when the crowds start to come, when the crowds start to come, it's too crowded up in here. It's not even comfortable. I can't even enjoy the word no more. I can't enjoy the praise and worship. I mean, it's just, I, hey, you should tell you. I say it myself when I go out to Houston. The doctor, the doctor Hilliard. I mean, we be crunched in there. Okay, we be crunched in, and I be saying the same thing, but I stay right there. I stay there because I know. I know. I know. See, because when I begin to talk against it, it can't happen for me. Oh, watch that. You got to watch that. See how the devil uses stuff? You begin to talk about, oh, this place is so crowded. I, you know, I, I don't even want to come here no more because it's just, it's just too tight. When you sit down, you know, you can't, enjoy, you can't even open your Bible and write your notes and stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, you come up with everything under the sun. What are you saying? You are speaking the, you are speaking the, the, the culture. That's what you are speaking. You are the, speaking the culture. Heaven going to be crowded. Heaven going to be crowded. But listen to this. Hell is going to be more crowded. <laughs> Amen. See, see, what, but because now, 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 now watch this now. Subconsciously, subconsciously, what you're saying is there's room for me to put my stuff here. 
if you're believing for somebody for the place to be full, come on now. If you're believing for the place to be full, you make it room. I'm telling you, it's a mind game, and the devil is the one playing the mind game on us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They had a play. I don't even want to get into it. They had a play going on yesterday that was, I mean, it was just so good at that, at that, the, at the concert. That play was outstanding. What I, I didn't get to see it all, but what I did see, it was absolutely outstanding because it just it just showed you. I mean, it gave you in bold relief what the enemy is doing. You know, they, they had their little meeting. The enemy had their little meeting. The devil and demons had their little meeting. And they discussed what they was going to do. And then they went, they, went to the, they went out to the people to do it. And you couldn't see them. But, you know, we could see them because this was a play. But the people who were in, the, the, you know, that were being influenced, they couldn't see them. And they just moving all around them and making, you know, doing gestures like this because they, they're, they're creating deceit and this and that and the other thing. And that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. And see, what happens is the enemy uses your belief system. He knows you don't like crowds. He knows I don't like crowds. Not that I don't like them no more. I love them. I love crowds. I love crowds. Bring them on. Cost more money, but bring them on. You got to buy more chairs, but bring them on. Amen. See, because I, I have to override what the enemy is trying to do. Because I'm not ignorant of his devices. That's what the word says. See, I'm not ignorant of the enemy's devices. I know this stuff that he's trying to pull. I know what he's trying to do. So my ways and my thoughts have to line up with God's. So don't, don't, don't get caught up in, I got to do it this way, or shoot, I don't like that. Hallelujah. I don't like this. I don't like that. I ain't doing this. I ain't doing that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I hope I got you thinking today. I hope I got you you you, you thinking and considering and 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 realizing that you know it's a it's it's a mind game, it's a cultural thing that we have to break out of by going to the word and just believing what God says and acting on what he says and not what we think about the situation. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.